Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Final hour on this Monday. Best and worst of the weekend. More of your phone calls coming up. Cleveland Indians changing their nickname. We'll check in with the tribe. What's next? And if it starts there, where does it go? How does it trickle down? What about the Braves, the Chiefs, the Blackhawks? What about high school? What about college? We'll have that for you coming up. It's an annual tradition, of course, uh, cutting down the Christmas tree. And uh, yesterday afternoon, <laughs> my wife always goes, hey, I'm, uh, we're going to go get the tree. I know you want to watch Army Navy, uh, Navy Saturday. I don't want to interrupt that. We're going to do it on Sunday. I go, well, can we do it Sunday morning? The NFL's on. Yeah, but you didn't say that there was a game you wanted to watch. I thought you said you wanted to watch the game at night. I said, I, wa- well, I want to watch him all day and all night, I think is what I said. Oh, well, I told the girls that we're going to go in the afternoon. So at 2 o'clock, right in the middle of everything, I uh, get all dressed up as only I can, and we go and chop down the tree. Still one of the, one of the more amazing marketing uh, approaches. You, we're going to charge you more for you to go cut down the tree. It's like we'll charge you more for you to go pick apples. And we buy into it. Literally. And uh, what happens is it always sounds like everybody wants to cut down the tree. And as it turns out, I'm usually the one that ends up doing all the heavy lifting. I get under there. I'm Paul Bunyan. And then I got to bag it and I got to wrap it up and then drag it over to get it bagged up and then put it on top of the car and then take it home and then lug it in. And then you try to put it up, make it straight. It's not straight, Dad. And then I... Twist it a little bit, let's see, clockwise. And I go, clockwise, I'm underneath this damn thing, clockwise. And then, no, not that way. And then we finally get, we got to put the star on top. So then I got to get a ladder, put the star on top. 
So it was around, I don't know, six o'clock when we're done. And then I got to kind of play. Six o'clock? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, no, we have to go get garland. We have to go get wreaths. And, you know, and then I'm trying to make jokes like uh, Aretha Franklin would be a great name for a wreath or wreath Witherspoon would be a good one. And uh, I mean, I'm trying to have fun. They have wine samples, so I'm trying to do some shots of wine. Uh, but we got the tree in. And I said, I'm not decorating. Not tonight. Not going to do it. And uh, so I got that this afternoon. Yeah, later this afternoon. I get to oh. decorate the tree. Yeah. 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 Seaton. Were you hanging out with the uh, host of College Game Day? Wreath Davis. Davis. There you go. <laughs> My daughters don't think I'm funny. Uh, my wife doesn't either, by the way. But I would, I would be like, um, do you have the Aretha Franklin? And, and you know, the woman would be like, no, I don't think so. I said, okay. Do you think it's because it's the seventh straight year she's heard that joke from you? Any and then chance? I go, well, what about the wreath Witherspoon? And then she goes, okay, I get that. That that's kind of funny. Yes, Pauline. But did you were you able to get that one nice picture that makes it look like you had a beautiful, lovely day with your family as opposed to arguing, yelling, and uncomfortableness? No, the picture I showed you is me under the tree. I've got my pajamas on, oh. and I, I got a Dan Patrick sweatshirt on, and I'm under there sawing down this monstrous tree. Bring your own saw, or did just no, no, no. you kid give no, you no, one? No, no, they, they give you one. Yeah, they give you one. And, uh, oh, it's quite the, quite the experience. It, it really is. It's quite the experience. And I say, you know, my wife goes, well, doesn't it, it, it's fun. We could do it together. We get to go chop down the tree. I go, I, I chop down the tree. Like, how about we have a bonding experience where we just go to the place, to the tree farm, and then we buy one who somebody chopped it down. That's still bonding because me getting under this tree and spending 30 minutes chopping it down, <laughs> it's just me under the tree. There's no bonding there. Yeah, see. That's when, uh, like, four or five years ago, whenever I moved into the house I live in now, uh, my wife sent my son and I to go get the tree, mm. and I came back with one that was, like, 10 feet tall. <laughs> it didn't even fit in the room. <laughs> Damn it, it was the best tree we ever had. It was gigantic, and I sent her a picture. She was working at the time, and I sent her a picture of it. She was like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> the Christmas tree, babe. It's like Yao Ming walks into a room and he has to duck and that your Christmas tree is ducking because it's gone all the way to the ceiling. Yes, Paulie. I, I got the opposite seat. And this year I went with my two daughters and was tasked to get the tree. And I got the one that was ignored over to the side. That was about five feet, two inches. Mm. And I brought it back and she's like, what is this? What are they, were they all out? I'm like, no, they weren't all out. She goes, what were you trying to save money? I'm like, no, I felt bad for the tree shoes. You felt bad. And, and, but the picture we took three minutes later, we look like we're having a grand old time. But, Paulie, I'm with you. My daughters go, Dad, are you getting emotional? Because I always feel bad for these trees that aren't going to get cut down. People walk right by them. Yes. Or we saw one that was chopped down and left. And I went, that is tragic. And, and my daughters know that it bums me out where I go, that tree is not going to get a Christmas. Yes, Todd. I love that because that's just like the Charlie Brown Christmas where he was sent. They, they thought he was going to bring back some big fancy tree and he brought him this, you know, weak one. But then they were able to somehow salvage it and decorate it. And he did a good thing because that was just an ignored old, like just bad looking tree. I don't think you should be involved in this conversation because you have not gotten a tree. Not, <laughs> so I got this not giant menorah, but the menorah yeah. wouldn't fit. Yeah, but you don't put up the tree. You don't take down the tree. You don't decorate the tree. Well, the if only you have a supermodel come in here, then the only time. 
that you've ever been involved in a Christmas tree was when Chrissy Teigen came in wearing her elf outfit, her skirt. I took significant interest in the, uh, in the whole she Christmas She climbed holiday. up the ladder, and Todd, of course, was decorating at the bottom of the tree. Well, it looked like it was shaking as she was going to fall. I said, someone's going to hold okay. the, uh, the base. Uh, she quickly converted and then jumped right in. <laughs> I did. I called my local rabbi to explain the situation. He gave me a weekend pass. Yeah. He, we hid the, uh, the uh, Hanukkah decorations when Chrissy Teigen came. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we promised this, and I know there are people waiting in their car before they go into work or get something uh, you know, from their morning <laughs> coffee. Paulie's best and worst of the weekend. We couldn't get it in last hour, but uh, I, these people got to go to work. They have things to do, Paulie. Well, I'm going to let you all off the hook now. My worst of the weekend, it's still the Florida defensive back, Marco Wilson, throwing the shoe. I know he didn't have any intent. It, as a 15-yard penalty, it, it didn't have to be. But he put the refs in a tough spot. But the worst part, I think, is that Florida plays Alabama this weekend, and Florida's kind of playing just a spoiler role. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be enough motivation. Best of the weekend, UCLA-USC was a really good game. It feels like it's been a while since it's been a great game. And, uh, you know, Keaton Slovis is a really good quarterback at USC. But Dorian Thompson-Robinson for he's UCLA, fun. He's, he's fun to watch. Yeah. He kept them involved. They should have won that game. Sure wasn't his fault. He had four touchdowns. 30 for 36, Dorian Thompson-Robinson and 364 yards. More phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend. It's been a bit rocky, but we've reached the conference championship week. College football closing in on its final four. There's a chance that the top four teams this week will be the same four that advance to the final four. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, heavy favorites in their conference title games. I was watching the Fox promo because Fox is going to carry the Ohio State-Northwestern game. And, uh, you know, they're trying to do that big buildup with the announcers on there. This Saturday, Ohio State with Justin Fields takes on Northwestern. And then it was back to Ohio State. They have nothing to say about Northwestern. And the school where Mike Greenberg went and uh, Michael Wilbon went, Northwestern. Like they had nothing to promote other than the Ohio State and Justin Fields. Um if Clemson beats Notre Dame, there's a good chance the Irish would still get in. I'm looking at the spreads here. You guys want to take a guess? Alabama versus the sixth-ranked team in the country, Florida Gators. 17-point favorite, Alabama. Disrespect. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Notre Dame versus Clemson. Paulie? I think Notre Dame's getting... Seven and a half. Ten and a half. Mm. Ten and a half. We'll uh, talk to Trevor Lawrence, I believe, on Wednesday. Iowa State, Oklahoma. Everybody loves Iowa State. Oklahoma's favored by six. Ohio State against Northwestern. Northwestern. Twenty and a half point favorites over Northwestern. I don't know how much drama we're going to get this weekend. USC against Washington. Trojans undefeated. USC favored by seven. Cincinnati against Tulsa. The eighth-ranked team of the country favored by 15. So that is your college football coming up next weekend. I don't know if A&M gets a chance here, uh, but, you know, I think people were hoping that they would have played Ohio State, which I was – trying to add logic to this and say, if I'm Ohio State, why am I paying, playing Texas A&M? A&M needs to play us. We don't need to face Texas A&M. If Ohio State dominates, Ohio State's going to be in the Final Four. Uh, I guess the question is, 
if Florida beats Alabama, but also if Clemson blows out Notre Dame, let's say Clemson wins by 19 points. Do we just go, that's a one-off? Because that'd be one loss, and they've already beaten Clemson. Now you can say, yeah, but they beat him without Trevor Lawrence, and they beat him at Notre Dame. Yeah, true. But I'm just curious how the uh, playoff selection committee, I'm guessing... And did you guys know Urban Meyer addressed this and he just said it this this is only going to get worse. You're not going to have any chance for any of these other schools to play for a national championship. Because it used to be and Urban Meyer talked about this. He said, you know, kids wanted to go to USC, they wanted to play in the Rose Bowl. Like kids want to play in the Final 4. They don't they don't care about the Rose Bowl unless the Rose Bowl is where the national title game is. You're going to get the same schools for the most part. I mean, let's face it. Now, we do this with college basketball, in fairness to other sports. College basketball, you go, how many schools can win? Like six or seven. But how many schools are at least in the running to win? How many schools get into the Final Four? How many schools get into a national title game? And you can talk about Duke. Duke didn't win with one of their best teams ever. How about Kentucky? John Calipari's had more talent, just ask him, than anybody in the last decade. They got one title show for it. Michigan State. I mean, run down Indiana. North Carolina. College basketball is open. Plus, once you get these kids who go right from high school to the pros, then I want to know what college basketball is going to be like. But football, it's not going to change. I think it just is going to, you know, reaffirm these are the schools that you need to go to if you want to play for a championship and not play in the uh, pool and wheat eater bowl. Yes, Pauline. And to uh, Urban's point, your point, Ohio State just got Quinn Ewers. He was, the, I don't know if that's the pronunciation. He's the Texas quarterback, uh, high school kid, South Lake Carroll yeah. High School. He was going to go to the University of Texas. He had committed them. He decommitted. Now he's going to Ohio State. He must look at this season and say, look, Ohio State, look what they do. They, they made the conference play football. They, they forced the conference to put them in the Big Ten title game, and they're going to force the conference. You know, look what te- where Texas is. He, he probably wanted to go to Texas, but he can't. Well, he looks at Texas and goes, eh, I don't know. I don't. He th- probably thinking, I can go to Ohio State. Justin Fields going to the NFL. I can go in there. Maybe I get to play as a freshman, whether that's going to happen or not. Yeah, McLevin. Also, if you're a quarterback, don't you want to go to Oklahoma or Ohio State where you're – or at Clemson, where you're going to be a number one pick, a top draft pick. I feel like that has to play. Do you think that plays in 18-year-old's minds, like seeing Alabama dominate the draft? I don't know what plays into their minds. I mean, I remember hearing stories about basketball recruits, big-time basketball recruits, who didn't want to go to a certain school because of the shoes that they wear. And I was told... Two of the players who are now in the NBA didn't want to go to a certain school because they didn't want to wear those shoes. So I have no idea what an 18... I'm still trying to figure out what an 18-year-old or 19-year-old or 20-year-old is thinking. Every day when I go home. i got a 22-year-old. I have no idea what she's thinking. <laughs> no idea. And sometimes I look at her and I go, how are we related? I have no, no clue. No clue whatsoever. Ravens-Browns coming up. McLevin says that there is uh, high winds, heavy winds that are uh, headed towards Cleveland. Bills handled the Steelers last night, and I don't think that score was indicative of how, how impressive Buffalo was against Pittsburgh. 
But here's Ben Roethlisberger saying we're not going to worry yet. We've lost two. We're facing some adversity, but we're not we're not hitting the panic button. You know, offensively, we're not very good. Uh, and right now, we're not playing good football, and it starts with me. We all need to, to look in the mirror. And like I said, it starts with me and, and, and understand that, that we all need to be better. You know, I think that we will be. I think this is a team that's got a lot of resilience, that, that is resilient and, and understands what it takes to win football games and understands what time of year it is and that um, the way we're playing right now is unacceptable. Uh, the other uh, big game involving a Pennsylvania team, the Eagles look good with Jalen Hurts. He wins his debut, and his head coach is not quite sure who is going to be the starter next weekend against Arizona. Is Jalen your starter next week? And if so, what will the challenge be, you know, now that more tape is out on him? I'm going to uh, enjoy this one. I'm going to go home and relax and, and be with my family tonight and enjoy this win and, and get ready for the week. <laughs> You couldn't just give us a little nugget there and just say, God, I'm so proud of this team. Man, I really appreciate what Jalen Hurts did. You know, man, I'm really proud of the defense. I'm proud of my offense. Give me something, dog. Just give me something, please. Uh, Yeah, Paul. If I were the next reporter, I would have said, Coach, um, are you going to go home and enjoy some time with your family and really enjoy this one? It's Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is our starter. Like, gone reverse psychology on him. See if he bid on it. I know you don't want to tell us who's going to be your starting quarterback. You probably just want to go home and be with your family, right, Coach? (laughs) Jalen Hurts is our quarterback. Jalen Hurts is our quarterback. Damn it, you got me. Oh, you tricked me. Yeah, uh, Seton. I like that even when it gets around to even like remotely complimenting Jalen Hurts, he's like, oh, hold on now. It's a whole team effort. It took everybody out there, okay? It took everybody out there. Oh, he wanted to, he made sure that we knew okay, coach. this win isn't about one guy. No, it's not. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a, certainly felt like it was about Jalen Hurts. Yes, Todd. But to coach's credit, if he hasn't had any kind of conversation with Carson Wentz, that's not how he wants to share the news with Carson in front of the media and then have to uh, deal with him afterwards. He may not have had that conversation with him yet what do you think Jalen Hurts thinks what do you think Carson Wentz thinks I'm sure they all think that uh, Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback but before it's official if he hasn't sat down with Carson and said hey we're going with Hurts you know for the Cardinals for him to hear that in some kind of press conference because someone was pushing the envelope in the media to get a quote for their article that's not the way it should be handled if I replace any of you guys I will always let you know before I go public with it, okay? That's nice. I'd rather you just do it live on the show. Oh, yeah. Well. Be like, hey, who's that guy? Like, oh, actually, he's here for you. See you later. Okay. Oh. Should I, If I replaced you guys, one of you guys, or all of you guys, would you want me to do it during the show? So we'll give you a verbal waiver now going forward. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. Todd, are you okay if if some by some chance Scott Shapiro comes out of retirement? <laughs> that would be wow. tough. I could understand why you might want to go in that direction. But now, do if you say it on the air, do we get to retort or say anything to save our oh, job boy. or show our our discomfort with your choice, or you're just saying it on the air and then we nod in approval or disapproval and have to be muzzled? It's just like when people you know get eliminated on a game show or The Bachelorette. You know, it just it's over. You just walk out with your uh, suitcase. But I, or your what briefcase. I'll give you is a final statement, and it's got to be 30 seconds or less. Like to address oh, so the like court. On, on that, uh, uh, what do you call it, American Idol, even when they lost, they had to sing one more song. Yes. Remember they, when they cut someone, they had to let them sing their last song. Yeah. 
Like I would let you produce one more segment, Paulie, or, or Todd could book one more guest. But in Survivor, when they say the tribe has spoken, you're really not expected to then back talk or, t- you know, you can make a dirty look to one of the people that you think backstabbed you and said that they were your best friend and they were going to keep voting. Uh, the people sh- who are backstabbing you are not right here on camera. That's right. Yeah. So don't, I, you don't have to worry about that. Okay, Todd? Gotcha. All right. It's the people in back. Yeah. Those guys. Those guys. Ugly. That big German. Ooh. He's a Yenta. He likes to he likes to gossip about everybody. He does. He does. Doesn't have anything kind to say either, usually. No, he does. About the other guys. <laughs> but uh we're spending so much time, you, me, and the big German. That's you know, this is when we start to you know, it could go either way. Yeah, it could. It could, it could go either, either, either way. best friends or like, you know what? It just mm. reaffirms that this one's got to go. Yes, McLovin. You'll never find an Ivy League educated guy from Philly who likes to talk about stats to replace me. It's mm. not going to happen. Mm. There's nobody <laughs> like that. Oh, but you know who is from Philadelphia and does stats? Ethan. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Ethan. But he doesn't. He does stats better than you. Way better. But that's not necessarily a positive thing. So Yeah, but he's lately been sending some notes that aren't even stats related. It drives the dad. That's crazy. Oh, I know. He's sending opinion pieces now. And <laughs> 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 like, whoa, Ethan is really kind of stretching this a little bit. Yes, Paulie. But Ethan wouldn't uh, say to Dan Marino, you're still upset about the Super Bowl. And, you know, Ethan oh, wouldn't no, no. say. He wouldn't say to Joe Montana. You're a system quarterback. All right. He wouldn't say to Brooke Lopez, is that a, a hobby or a major when you're a poetry major at college? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or all the quarterbacks that we've had at the Super Bowl. And, uh, man, you've had some unbelievably snarky comments to these. <laughs> yes, McLevin. Yeah, you don't want to get anyone who's smart in here. That's like you you handcrafted four idiots to surround you with. It's perfect. I just need to feel better about my IQ. That's <laughs> that's it. Yes, Todd. But doesn't Ethan, uh, and I'm sure what he does is very difficult, but to McLovin's credit, doesn't he have access to all kinds of uh, programs and numbers and things where he can punch certain things in that McLovin doesn't necessarily have access to during the course of his show? Todd, we're just joking okay. about it. Like, okay, I don't know, but McLovin's not sensitive like me, so I probably shouldn't have to no, pick up for him about it. Ethan that. does the joke. Like he does do the joke. It's part of the bit. Like, you know, Ethan just does that. Like McLovin has a no, but every once in a while I feel bad. Like all of a sudden Ethan's got these great stats, and McLovin couldn't get it in time or something that detail. And there, are, there's reasons for that. Did I just, was I a buzzkill just now? Yeah, because I mean, it's just part of the. All right, so the this is one of those humor. moments where, like, you rather me just like kind of walk out at this point. Paulie, would you see if Scott Shapiro would come out of retirement? <laughs> he's got he's got other things to do. He's got a lot of responsibility. He used to book on Mike and Mike. He was their hell booker. of a Rolodex, Dan. Oh my God, he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he knows a, everybody. He's got a big Rolodex, is what he does. All right, uh, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. Best and worst of the weekend, and uh, we'll check in with the Cleveland Indians, changing their nickname, and who's going to follow suit? That topic right after this. Twenty-two after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. All the shopping you do online, and there's so much identity that is at risk. Identity theft, and if you've fallen victim, then you know how difficult it is to get your identity back. Be proactive, okay? Just be proactive, because it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. 
And this holiday season, there's a certain identity threats you could be missing by just monitoring your credit and bank statements. Get LifeLock, the leader in identity theft protection. They detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. They come to your rescue. They'll help you restore your identity. But keep this in mind, in LifeLock, make sure that I tell you this. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can help you feel warm and protected this holiday season. Save up to 25% off your first year. LifeLock.com, promo code Patrick. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com, promo code Patrick. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app, by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. 
That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. Once again, Trevor Lawrence set to join us on Wednesday's program. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. I don't think it's a surprise. Sometimes there is the uh, surprise element of shock involved in something, but Cleveland Indians, and I remember reading a column that Terry Pluto wrote back in, I think, July, where he said, it's probably going to happen where the Indians are going to change their nickname, but probably won't happen till 2022. And the uh, great columnist for the uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer, Terry Pluto, joining us. Why do you think we moved up the time frame here, Terry? Well, I don't I don't necessarily think that they're going to be having a new name in, in 21. Okay. You know, whether they decided, you know, be the Cleveland Blanks or uh, – uh, or they're going to stay with the Indians. I know in July, the original plan was to have like one last year with the Indians, uh, you know, sell stuff, all that kind of thing. Um, and also, as a top executive told me, Dan, you know, this it's easy to say, okay, we're not going to be the Indians. It's hard to say, well, what are you going to be? I mean, I just got, how about the walleyes? That, that just came in. You f- feel strongly about fish? <laughs> what about tribe? Oh, no, nothing to do with the Native American. They want to get as far away from that as they okay. can. Okay. All right. I love tribe. In fact, I often call them my story of the tribe far more than the uh, uh, the Indians. Long time, I guess, the book's so old, it's not really a, a big plug. I wrote a book called Our Tribe and how basically it's how the Indians were like a second family to my, my dad and I growing up. And he talked about Bob Feller like he talked about, Aunt, you know, Uncle Myron. And that's how I think the feeling is when you are in a, you know, we have a close association with the team. It's kind of like a tribe that goes across, well, well, what about sports, racial lines, and everything else. But also, we see what's happening with Washington and the football sure. team and Daniel Snyder. And I, I, I understand what he's doing, I guess. Um, could you see the Cleveland baseball team as a possibility, sort of a stopgap uh, stop or band aid, uh, or kind of ride this out? It feels like Daniel Snyder's like, all right. You want me to change it? How about that? I'm going to change it yeah. to that. I mean, I always see the revenue stream here with Terry. Uh, Terry, that you're like, we'll get a new nickname and we got all brand new revenue stream here. Yeah, that would be the idea a year from now. But I'm not sure the Cleveland baseball team is going to sell, sell a lot of sweatshirts. I could be wrong, but that doesn't do it for me. I know this in July when I wrote the story that it was not going to be till 22. Uh, the plan at that point was for um, them to be the last year with the Indians. In the same, in the same year, like they, and they had like kind of one last go around with Chief Wahoo. So that was the plan. Uh, it could change, you know, things have been really subject to that. But the moment, Dan, the moment they came out and said, we're thinking about changing the name. Yeah. I don't know why people are surprised. It was done. You don't come out and say that. Say, ah, never mind. we're not gonna do that. You know, we're going to we're going to go back. I thought we'd go back to the old 1948 logo, which was really reprehensible. No, they're not going to do that. 
So uh, it's just a matter of what. And I think that is really their big, you know, discussion area. And on top of it, you know, right now the Indians are in a major budget cutting thing. Um, it's really funny, though, in, in Cleveland. It's like the Indians are held to this higher standard than the other franchises with the, with the fans. You know, the last – I think they've – last eight years they've had winning records, gone to playoffs five times, uh, but they're cheap. But are we looking at the Braves now, the Chiefs, the Blackhawks? Is it going to be, be college? Is it high school? Like the, the, the trickle down, uh, does, it, does it start with the Cleveland Indians? Yeah. I mean, it, it, that could be the next. You know, I wrote a – the first column I wrote about Chief Wahoo was 1996, where I was against getting rid of – I mean, I was for changing the logo uh, and but keeping the name. Because I've been out west a lot, especially at the Wind River uh, Indian Reservation, which is what it's called. And then back then, uh, and for many years, they had a, kind of, a, a paper from USA Today called Indian Country Today. Indian was not considered that pejorative a term. You know, Redskins always was, but – Indian wasn't, but they did not like the logo. And so I always kind of base my uh, thing on that. Granted, boy, there's a real in-depth poll. I get it. But in terms of just common sense, but now, I mean, truthfully, as you said, it could go into anything that, you know, Florida State, I just saw them playing basketball the other day with that big logo on the floor. I, I, I thought it, the same thing you did, Dan. I mean, I don't know what, what, what it is, but um, it's one of those things, I guess, because I grew up with it, you know, I, I feel for it, but I was really down on the logo for years. What I wanted them to do is actually hire like four or five top of the Native American uh, artists, have them do a rendering of it, have a big contest and, you know, money get tossed around. I think people would have liked that. Now it's, I'll tell you, it is wide open. What's your idea? What do you want to name? You're from Dayton, right? You're from Ohio. Oh, I don't know. The, the, the Cleveland Buckeyes. How's that? Yeah, I mean, it was a, that was a Negro League team. Yeah. That's not bad. Some people don't like it because, because it fouls with Ohio State, yeah. you know, your marketing brand there. Um, I, don't, I don't like the spiders. Everybody wants the spiders. Yeah. That's that's the big thing. They, they have a lobbying group going, you know, the Cleveland Spiders, which the last time they were the spiders, they were just awful. So That's back in, what, the 1899 Cleveland Spiders? Yeah, I covered them. They really had some <laughs> nice guys, but they just couldn't play, you know. They really well, – it I'm, was really bad at the end. They, they actually <laughs> did bring in this bellhop when they said he could pitch because they were running out of pitchers or on the road somewhere and found out he pitched like a bellhop. Um. How big of an issue is this locally? Big. It's a big deal. Because uh, but is a there lot of the fans, a lot of fans, I'm sure, don't want change. Yes. But are they a vocal group? Is it a large group that doesn't, doesn't want it? Yeah. Uh, how much is it going to hurt the attendance or whatever? I, I don't know. But in terms of, first of all, it strikes me that most of the fans of the baseball team tend to be older. And I think some of the demographics have shown that in other places. So, so one, they're used to what, you know, you and I are a little older, we're used to what we're used to. And change sometimes doesn't do it for us. Uh, and thirdly, like a lot of them like the tribe or that. I think they, they weren't thrilled about the logo, but the name thing has really kind of rocked them. And they feel that it's being pressured, you know, from uh, – Manford and the league office to everything that's going on in the world right now. And now they want to take away the team's name and call it who knows. Yeah. But I go back to the Chicago Blackhawks. I think it's maybe the finest looking like it's, it's gorgeous. 
That logo is beautiful. And if Mm -hmm. you do it in conjunction, I agree with you. If I look at the Braves and the Indians, I, those, those are, that's a threatening looking caricature. I mean, it's not, it's not flattering at all. If I was native American. And I think if you do it in a regal way, in conjunction with some Native American artists, then you probably could have circumvented this a long time ago, Terry. Hopefully, although, uh, I, I mean, some people, I mean, it all depends where we are politically on stuff, but I, I'm with you, Dan. And I always thought, too, that, hey, get some money involved here. As I said, do you have those renderings of that? And, you know, say the guy that won it is, is from the Lakota. Um, so, by the way, that's one of the things when you're out west, you discover that the identity is your tribe, you know, the Arapaho, the Lakota, the, the Shawnee, whatever that, you know, that tribe gets a piece of the action from whoever won this. I just think it could have been fun, but they just decided that's it. And in, in the middle of this year, um, the other thing they were worried about and the Washington had, this was a lot of the corporate sponsors remember went after yeah. them and it's not like. Cleveland's got a ton of corporate sponsors of Fortune 500 companies to begin with. And I think they didn't want their sponsors feeling a lot of pressure to push towards this. So they wanted to get out in front of it. Yeah. But you think this, this year, last year, enjoying the, uh, the artist formerly known as the Cleveland Indians. Yes. Unless they decide to make them the Cleveland blanks, which I hope they don't do that. (laughs) Terry, good to talk to you as always. Keep stirring it up. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you, Dan. That's uh, Terry Pluto, columnist for the uh, Cleveland Plain Dealer. Yeah, I remember reading about the warning signs, and I go back to this article, and it's uh, July of uh, this year. And, uh, you know, Terry said it probably won't happen until 2022. But I, I love the Blackhawks logo. I think it's the finest logo in all of sports. I think it looks sharp, classy. Regal, uh, but it, I'm not Native American, and uh, the only insight I have is a nephew who used to work uh, delivering products to a reservation in North Dakota, and I remember he just said they don't they don't care about the Redskins name like they they have alcoholism they have drug abuse they'd like to get computers like they just want to have a life running water, electricity, they're not worried. Like we think, oh my gosh, they're going to be angry or they got to have an opinion. And I remember my nephew said, I said, would you just ask, just ask them how they feel about these nicknames? Uh, You know, that we, we sort of embrace Native Americans while we had genocide with Native Americans. Like, hey, we sort of like you. And I, I always, I wondered, do they care? I understand the Redskins. I understand how offensive that would be to them. Absolutely. And should be. I mean, we should understand that. But the Blackhawks logo is spectacular. But I looked at the Braves logo and the Indians logo. Like Those aren't, those are caricatures. I mean, it is offensive. It's embarrassing. Oh, we want it. We got to keep it. It's tradition. If I'm Cleveland, I might want to get rid of my past. The way we played baseball. Uh, do the Braves follow suit? Kansas City Chiefs follow suit? Probably not, but you know maybe colleges. Maybe you'll see this with uh, high schools. We see that. Yeah, Paul. In 1887, they were called the Cleveland Forest Cities, and then they wanted a nickname, and they went by the Cleveland Blues for one season. 
Then they changed their uniforms to the Cleveland Indians in 1889. And a bunch of media people were out there and a team executive was out there and the uniforms were black and gray, very dark, kind of menacing looking. And there was a couple tall, skinny players standing there. And this team executive joked to the media, the team should be called the Spiders because of how gangly these players looked. The name stuck the next day in the newspaper, and that's how the name Spiders came along. They were the Spiders from 1889 to 1898. Spiders would be, I, I don't know, I, you know, when it gets, gets to these nicknames and why did you come up with that nickname and what's the history behind it? And, and it's too late, I think, to probably say to Native American artists, let's have a collaborative effort. But how do you do a collaborative effort, you know, without somebody making it about, you know, the Apache or the Lakota or Shawnee or whatever it might be? Uh, unless there's, you know, a tribe that is indigenous to that area that you're going to be able to tap into. And, but I, I don't know. Um, and it's not that I, oh, you're being politically correct. No, I'm just, I'm just being a realist about this. I'm adding common sense to this. It, it's offensive looking. That's all. The logo is offensive. I'll never complain about the Blackhawks logo. It's, it's beautiful. But... The Blackhawks tribe, I don't, I'm assuming that they're fine with it. You know, Florida State, I think, worked with the Seminole tribe. But it's the logo. It's a caricature in Cleveland and Atlanta. Yes, Todd. But if you're the spiders and things don't go well, then you're the itsy-bitsy spiders or your team is caught in a web if you're on a nine-game losing streak. It just lends itself to me some more negative things, except for like the Black Widow spider where you're killing everybody. Just, I don't know. I know Richmond has the spiders. I don't know. doesn't do much for me. Back to you in the studio. Hmm. What do you think about that? You don't want a logo that like lends itself to more negative things that you could put in headlines and stuff. Hey, your timing's impeccable. And they were supposedly very bad in 1899. And that just goes to show you. You think on some sports radio show in 1894, some guy said that, like, <laughs> yep. why are we called the Spiders? This is a dumb name. It's very negative. Yeah. Hey, they're going to be making fun of us. You know, the itsy bitsy spider went up the water. We're spot. all gangly looking. Yeah. And we're caught in a web and we're itsy bitsy. We're, we're no good. And then it, there's a rain delay. Down came the rain and washed the spiders out. There you go. Thanks yeah. for bringing it home for me. All right. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. And maybe Todd says something stupid as wow. well. Right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, yeah, I, I even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like... A lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and Holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Watching the documentary on the Bee Gees on HBO. Very good. Very good. People don't realize how big the Bee Gees were. They had a run. Now they had a couple of different periods, but they had they had a run where they were the big deal when it came to music. And then all of a sudden people went, "We hate disco." And you know, all of a sudden grunge came in and kicked uh kicked dis- disco to the curb big time, but it's uh it so far I'm halfway through it, but it's really well done. It's on uh, HBO, the uh uh BGs. Yeah, Paul. When the movie Saturday Night Fever came out, it felt like they were the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, because it's such a great soundtrack. And, uh, you know, Travolta was so great in that movie. By the way, that is not a family movie. Just uh, a reminder that my wife, it feels like uh, every couple of years, uh, I have three daughters. And then she'll say to one of my one of the daughters, hey, we should watch Saturday Night Fever. They haven't watched it. And uh, we've done this three times now. And then my wife will go, oh, I forgot. It's not a family movie. I go, hon, this is the third time you've done it. It's not. Yes, Paulie. 
since you brought it up, I've been wanting to ask the movie Scrooge, the Christmas movie with Bill Murray. What is the age for a kid to watch that movie? My daughter is almost 12 and she's on, Oh, dad, Bill Murray, Scrooge. That looks like fun. I, I don't think so, but I'm not sure. I've never watched it. Oh, yeah. Never watched it. I just, I, I don't know. I wasn't interested in Jim Carrey when he did his, uh, did he do Scrooge? Did, what, what was Jim Carrey's Christmas movie with Ron Howard? Dr. Seuss? Dr. Seuss, yeah. Oh. The Grinch. Did he do The Grinch too? Yeah. Y- yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't watch it. I just I wasn't interested. You know, I watch movies like A Christmas Story with Ralphie. Yes, Seaton. So I'm seeing for Scrooge, right, that people rate it as like a twelve plus movie, mm. which to me usually passes. Like even though my son's ten, I'm like, Oh yeah, you're good. Twelve, ten, what's the big deal, right? <laughs> Except that so we just had this weekend uh, put in another movie that was like, Oh, it's like, you know, anyone twelve or thirteen up. So I'm like, Oh, this is good. He could totally watch it. Wrong. <laughs> like other people's ideas of what's acceptable for a twelve year old kid. Uh, I was like, oh, and my wife was just looking at me while like they're making all of these references about graphic things <laughs> in the movie. And like, I would just feel the daggers, the eyes staring at me. And I'm like, I didn't know. I, looked, I thought it was OK. I do that with my wife when, you know, they were watching Saturday Night Fever. And then I, I had to remind her. I said, you know, it's not I don't think it's appropriate. Oh, you know, she wants to watch it. Blah, blah, you know, she loves the Bee Gees. And I go, I, I know, but this, this, it's okay, whatever. And then uh, like a half hour later, my wife will come into the other room. She goes, you're right. God, I forgot all about that scene. Yes. Tom. Yeah, my dad took my brother and I, I think we were eight and 10. Maybe we were nine and 11. <laughs> and I guess there's some like topless dancer scene. And that was one of many reasons why we had no business being in that theater. Oh, there are a couple of scenes. There's a scene <laughs> in the car and uh, yeah, there's colorful language there. But Travolta is... God, he's so good in that movie. You forget. There are times like Travolta was, you know, just spectacular. And then, you know, Tarantino gives him that resurgence in Pulp Fiction. Uh, But, you know, Travolta, Saturday Night Fever, that's a big deal. Yeah, Paul. Just before we move on, I'm untoppable on this topic. My dad at age 10, my mom said, take the kid to a movie. There was one movie at the theater in Calumet City, Illinois, and it was – it was um, Midnight the, Express. Midnight Express. You could look it up. I was 10 and a half years old and saw Midnight Express in its entirety. Uh, that, that's bad parenting. Yeah, there's, dad, but there's that's bad a, parenting. a couple of uh, scenes in there, too. <laughs> a couple of scenes in there. She's pressed up against the glass. Yeah, there's a couple of scenes in there. Uh, this day in sports history. You got uh, 1915. Jack Johnson became the first black world heavyweight champion. 1952. The Brooklyn Dodgers signed a pitcher, Sandy Koufax. He worked mm. out all right. Mm-hmm. 1984, Howard Cosell retired from NFL's Monday Night Football. Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan. I am a cheese lover. I love cheese. Wisconsin happens to be the home of the biggest cheese of them all, Aaron Rodgers. I am not paying off a bet or talking about some punk that's in chat row. I'm coming from the heart on this one. So, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is the best. Well, I need to wash my mouth out. Now, best and worst of the weekend. My best is going to be Portage, Michigan, uh, getting the vaccine out and making things hopefully get back to normal so I can come up to the man cave and figure out what spatchcock Canadian chicken <laughs> tastes like. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I want. Oh, and to meet you guys in person. My worst of the weekend is going to be the Minnesota Vikings, man. Irv Smith Jr. He just, I, I, am I the get off my lawn guy? 
because if you score a touchdown and you're still down by nine, I'm not celebrating. He's on the sideline high-fiving and stuff, and you still lost, bro. Come on now. Thank you, Jeff. Let's go around the room what we learned of the program. Final results of the poll question, McLovin. Bring up those Colts jerseys for Carson Wentz. Yeah. 31% say they have, 30% say Philly. Uh, Todd, what did you learn on today's program? Peter King says Doug Peterson should not be allowed on the team playing to Arizona if he does not announce Jalen Hurts as the starting QB Sunday. McLovin? Terry Pluto says he covered the Cleveland Spiders in the 1890s. <laughs> Seton O'Connor. At some point, we're going to figure out where Peter King works these days. Yeah. I think it's football morning <laughs> in America. Paulie, what did you learn today? Aretha Franklin doesn't crush at the Christmas tree shop. No, it doesn't, but Weath Witherspoon did. <laughs> Todd, what did I learn today? The Cleveland baseball team's days of being called the Indians are numbered. Master class offers over 90 classes on a variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their field. This holiday, when you buy an annual membership, get another annual membership for free. Go to masterclass.com slash Patrick. Masterclass.com slash Patrick. Thanks for joining us. Emails, tweets, phone calls, all around support. Seton Pauly, Fritzy McLovin, yours truly. This has been the Dan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.